Welcome to the Growth Moves Podcast with Rob Tyson. Welcome back, listener. Rob Tyson here. And in the last episode, I talked to deliverability expert Adrian Savage about how to double your email open rates in four steps. So you must catch up on that one if you missed it. It was really good. Uh, But I'm here today with Sarah Hughes. Now, Sarah is regarded as the B2B lead generation expert with a specific focus on LinkedIn. And in this show, she's going to be sharing four free ways to generate B2B leads in lockdown and beyond. Because at the time of recording, we're all under a house arrest due to coronavirus. Um, but um, regardless of that, these are strategies you can use to generate B2B leads well into the future. But before we welcome Sarah and get into it, if you're listening to this show, chances are good you have professional expertise and maybe you would like to monetize that through an online learning program. Well, before you rush off and start creating content, take a few moments, watch my free web class, because that's going to explain why the Ascension model or value ladder you've probably heard quite a bit about is actually a really bad approach to follow for most people in your position. It's also going to tell you exactly what you should do right now instead, if you would like to generate real cash flow quickly and actually get on the right track with productizing your expertise. So that is free. And all you need to do to get that is pop along to robtyson.net forward slash class for all the details. That is robtyson.net forward slash So I bummed out there, but with that all said, um, Sarah is here. Welcome, Sarah. Great to have you with us. Oh, brilliant to be with you. Thank you. Um, and it's a, it's a sunny day. What's not to love? It's hell of a sunny here. Yeah, I'm actually quite hot in, in the office here because I've got the window shut. So it's a bit of and a greenhouse. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's not not like the, the usual UK weather, is it? Um, no. But, you know, it's good. It's good. And we're not complaining at all. Um, so, Sarah, just before we get into these uh, four free ways to generate B2B leads, just talk to us a little bit. How did you get into this space in, uh, in the first place? Oh, I get asked that a lot. It's it's a great question. And I've, uh, I'm an award-winning marketer and I founded my first marketing agency in 2002. And uh, I was, you know, very happy doing that. And then around 2009, I started advising my marketing clients to get on LinkedIn because it was starting to do a lot more and there were a lot more people on it. And then my clients would say to me, well, I'm on it, but I don't know what to do with it. And then I just saw a real gap in the market because LinkedIn's an amazing platform, but I wouldn't say it's that intuitive or easy to use. But because of the benefits it offers, I think it's worth, you know, really getting hold of it and making it work for you. So I then devoted thousands of hours of learning and testing and and came up with different systems and processes and services that equip everyone from a sole trader to a corporate entity to leverage LinkedIn if they're marketing to other businesses. And it's sort of, yeah, that started in 2009. I formed that part of my um, agency was to focus on the LinkedIn side and it's going great guns and it's never busier. Oh, really good. And I know from talking to you, your your approach to this is that um, obviously there's the tactics, we're going to get into those. Mm. But before we get into the tactics, a lot of this 
is about having the right mindset, correct? Yeah, um, and that's absolutely because um, I've I've sort of already, well, we're Wednesday this week, so I've already got three new clients this week as a result of my activity on LinkedIn. And this we are well in lockdown now, aren't we? So it, it's just to say that for some people, there is still business out there. And even if um, I had a, a woman, Heidi Jenkins, who came on one of my webinars a couple of weeks ago, again, after lockdown had started, and she just took, followed one of my actions, which is one of the actions I'm going to share with you today, actually. Um, and she took one of those actions and she got an appointment the very next day with a major Birmingham law firm. So I would say, you know, even if there's not an active opportunity now to win work it's about keeping front of mind and planting the seeds so that when your market does come back and they'll have to come back in some form then you are there and you're primed so it was just that part of mindset I'm a really proactive person and I like to you know put myself in the driving seat I like to be in control of my destiny and I always find taking action far better than you know, it might be enjoyable doing that Netflix binge watch, mightn't it? But you don't feel great afterwards. <laughs> no, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like eating a load of Easter eggs or something, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, you can't stop when you're doing it, but then you really wish you hadn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and I mean, on a, on a, you know, a serious note, I mean, you're absolutely right what you say. Um, you know, I've recently had a, a client come in and this was someone who, uh, attended a webinar of mine kind of three years ago and I yeah. you know I didn't they were obviously in my audience and I didn't know anything of them but it just was that the timing was right and so you're right that stuff only happens though if you're taking action and actually putting yourself mm -hmm. out there doesn't it yeah absolutely and the, I mean I've got other sort of for example appointments this week but the the three that I've just referred to the three wins were as a result of people seeing my posts and my messages on LinkedIn and then getting in touch with me and booking appointments. So, and that's because I am being proactive and I'm having, I've got a plan of action and I'm, I'm putting the effort in. Absolutely. And what is it about LinkedIn that makes it a, an opportunity particularly? Well, um, it's obviously historically it was known as a recruitment platform, wasn't it? And, you know, it's the online CV marketplace. Uh, but the reality is it's much more than that. Um, it's now got more than 700 million members. So it's the world's number one B2B social platform. Anyone you want to reach that is in business or is professional, they're all findable and contactable in a couple of clicks. So the real jewel in LinkedIn crown, in my opinion, is its directory or its database because it just gives you unparalleled um, access um, and information. Um, so other types of fast facts I wanted to share is that 25 million LinkedIn profiles are viewed a day. And so, you know, what does your say about you? How does your LinkedIn profile match up against the competition because believe me people are comparing um, the second fact is that 91 percent of execs rate linkedin as the first choice for professionally relevant content so your content needs to be on there and it needs to be seen 
Thirdly, 74% of buyers choose the sales rep that was the first to add value and insight. And one of the things I'm going to cover in our time today, Rob, is um, some a little mini checklist about content. Um, and then finally, some of the 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 actions you can and the benefits of LinkedIn are things like it gives you brand and product service and awareness, prospecting, lead generation, data capture, competitor intelligence and appointment setting if you know what you're doing with it. So those are the sort of fast facts about LinkedIn. Just I wanted to share to landscape really the opportunities it delivers now if you market to other businesses at all. Yeah, there's a big opportunity there for sure. Yeah, particularly the B2B, um, in the Absolutely. B2B world, there's nothing yeah. like it really, is there? So, um, so yeah, so talk to us about these four ways then, Sarah. What's the first the first way that we can, we can get more B2B leads? Absolutely. Now, the first one is to optimise your personal profile. I mean, I've written myself a little note here so that it sings and shines. Um, the personal profile, obviously, there are three entities within LinkedIn. There's your personal profile, there's a company page, and there are groups. But the personal profile, it's still at the heart of where LinkedIn is because it started out as a networking platform, and it really still is that. Obviously, there are these other sections to it, but it's really about people connecting with people, isn't it? And as we know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So um, what I wanted to do was just, uh, shall I go through, I've got a little mini checklist that I've put together. Are you okay if I go through that now, Rob? Yeah, please. That'd be really good. Oh, grand. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is your head and shoulder pick. Um, obviously, when, and this might seem an obvious one, but the fact that there are so many bad photographs still on LinkedIn makes me think, <laughs> is it that obvious? <laughs> Um, and it's just, you know, are you recognisable? Is it professional? Do you look approachable? And is it head and shoulders? There's no point in having, you know, a full length pic of you from miles away because when your uh, picture is shown, it's a little ditty thumbnail. So no one's going to be able to recognise you anyway. Um, the second is that, uh, and this is a really, really, this works for me so well and gets me so much work. Um, that's the fact that you can add keywording into your surname field. So, you know, when you've got your, your name below your picture on your LinkedIn profile at the top, uh, you can actually add a key phrase into the surname cell. Um, and that has loads of benefits. It means that you're more easily found by those searching for what you offer. And also when you comment on a post, um, that gives you extra brand awareness because it also gives an opportunity for those viewing the post to see what your offer is. So for example, in my surname cell, as well as the name Hughes, which is my surname, I've got a little rocket because my business is called Boost Business Growth. And I've got um, B2B marketing expert. And that just really, really helps whenever I comment anywhere or I appear in a search. Massively successful and works really well. Um, and oh, and I want to ask, have you got that in your surname, Sal Rob? I don't think I did see it when I looked at your profile. Oh, I before. didn't. I, I, this had never occurred to me, actually. I didn't even know it was possible to do this. So, uh, so no, this is something I can look at for sure. Absolutely. And another top tip is it's better to make all the changes I'm suggesting 
um, in the full uh, LinkedIn site on the desktop. You get about um, only 10% of the functionality of LinkedIn by using the LinkedIn app. Yeah. Although, so just, well, ooh, you you ooh. you already know this probably, but I, this was news to me. I um because I haven't used the LinkedIn app. I've got it on the iPhone. I don't use it very much, but I was using yeah. it the other day. And you actually, in your kind of um, your I'm not sure you you'll know exactly what you call this. You know your description of what you do. Your main yeah. description. Your summary. So or you your headline. My, yeah, your headline. Yeah, that's the word I was searching for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you get more characters if you edit that on in the iPhone app by quite a long way. And I was really amazed to find this, but there you go. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it swings and roundabouts because ironically you get, it's harder. They give you less in your surname cell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you do it on the app. Mm-hmm. So it, it is those swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Of um, and, and I just think as well, generally speaking, you get so many more features in the full site. But yeah, the, the app's got a few, a few extra, like for example, you can, we find a workaround to using the full LinkedIn site, but on the app, you can send someone a voicemail within LinkedIn. Um, so that's just something that unless you've got the workaround that we know, you can't do on the desktop site. Yeah, I got one of those from a person the other day, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't know how they'd done that. But I didn't know that was a thing in the app, but there we go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's all. Um, so just um, actually following on, Rob, from what you've said, I now want to look at, because we've spoken, we've mentioned headline, it's to have a benefit-led keyword loaded headline. So there are a, a number of places within um, one's LinkedIn profile that LinkedIn's algorithms search. And a key one of that is the headline. And this is the summary section below where your name is and many people understandably would just put their job title and the company name and um, that's just a real missed opportunity and I know LinkedIn prompts people to do this but that summary that headline is your real estate within LinkedIn it's one of the few things that people will see first of all and it's important you can keyword load it but you can also look at the value of your offer, so how you help people. And I also think it's nice to sprinkle it with a little bit of you, um, with just being human. So for example, I've got in mind lover of Earl Grey tea. And I do get a lot of people message me about with that when they're uh, reaching out to me as well. So it's to really understand and summarize the benefit of what you offer and to put that into your headline. And then I've just got a couple more um, items on the checklist Uh, so the first is the about section and this is where um, it really is the the summary section that's so important you have 2,000 characters to play with and it really allows you to set your stall out Um, and importantly when you write that summary section it's important to write it from a prospect centric viewpoint if the main focus of your LinkedIn profile is to generate business, you know, rather than, for example, get a job. So in that 2000 characters, it's like who you help, how you help them, proof you help them, etc. And then we're, we're close to the end of this part of the checklist. So also um, for completion, when you achieve a level of completion with your LinkedIn profile, and you have a minimum of 500 connections. 
LinkedIn rewards you with something called an all-star status. And that means that you are listed higher in search results, which is always really, really useful. Um, and then there's a new featured profile, which means that you can feature things like links, posts, articles, etc. It's all about making your profile vibrant and multidimensional and giving people what they need to be able to see, to want to get in touch with you. Yeah, no, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I noticed that featured um, feature uh, recently. Yeah, that's a new thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's useful. There's also a new thing, which is listing the services you offer. So if you haven't already done that, it's worth going and checking your profile out again. Okay, good, good, good. So so that was the profile. And, and it is. Is that those 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 were the main things you wanted to draw yeah, attention was, to? Yeah, there are lots and lots of other things about the profile. Um, but just for the, the sake of the time that we have today, those are the some of the top items on the checklist. And that was my first the, the first of the four free actions done. Yeah. So just working on that profile and and making it kind of like a magnet so that people can find you. And also it's, it's an advert for you really, isn't it? And, oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not just, you know, your CV. Yeah. Gone of those days. Or your, your career history of mm. your, the minutiae of what you did 20 years ago at some irrelevant <laughs> job. Um, so that was, yeah. yeah. So that was number one. So number two. Oh, well, number two is to define, find and build your network because you, for example, could be coming up with some great content. You know, say you've got some white papers or some vlogs or anything like that. But if, um, you know, it's like actors going into an empty theatre, isn't it? Like, what's the point of putting on the play if there's no one in the audience? And so the first thing is to think about who your audience can be. And it's not just um, customers, it's not just direct prospects. You can also have a referral and an influencer strategy on LinkedIn. Um, And I use this to great effect to create like affiliate marketing programs. So it's just, it's defining, right? There are customers, referrers, influencers, colleagues, prospects you know, just as importantly, the prospects you don't yet know, but need and would like to know. And within LinkedIn, I do advocate for people that are serious about business development. um, There is a sales navigator account. That's what it's called. It is paid for, but you can get a month free. Just remember to um, only sign up for the monthly option and to cancel it if you don't want it before the month is up. But it allows you to pinpoint those prospects with laser precision down to um, someone's job title, what size of company, sector, keywords, groups they're in. It really is quite phenomenal, the the type of targeting that you get with Sales Navigator's um, search. So that's really, it's just to, and if if people don't have, um, I've got a range of free resources actually on my website that I can give a, a link to at the end. And one of the free resources, it's called an avatar mapper. And it's a way of knowing what those types of fields are and those filters and building up a picture of your ideal prospect and then using LinkedIn to reach out to them. Because I guarantee that if they are in business, 
or they're professional, they will be there on LinkedIn. Yeah, and um, with the with the sales navigator, the paid this is the paid LinkedIn um, version, isn't it? Um, yes. I mean, what what do we do? We really need this, or is it is it better to? I can understand it's got value, of course, but um, what would you recommend to the to the general listener? I mean, do they need this or can they get started without it? What do you I mean, normally they, recommend? They can get started for sure without it. Um, there are the, the key things that I use it for. Uh, so if you want to find your ideal prospects, but you don't know who they are, you just know, for example, you know, they're likely to be a sales director or a business owner they're likely to be in this locale um, in this sector those types of things you can do a search within the free account um, now and, and that's fine because it'll give you a little bit of a, a picture but you can't save the search and then the minute you get into you know a page or two of the search results LinkedIn restricts the view because obviously it, it probably well it does cost a lot of money to run the LinkedIn platform and you can imagine that they need people to pay for things <laughs> to fund it so it does restrict your view in that way and the reason that sales navigator is important and it's only for people that are serious about business development you know if you're a very casual user of LinkedIn then no there's no point in having sales navigator it's just the fact that you can do things like you can save that search, you can work through it, um, you can get uh, information on those leads that you've found using Sales Navigator fed into you into a different um, homepage feed. You get things like some email credit. So it does offer benefits, but you know people can start for free. And as I say, because you do get a month for free of Sales Navigator, what have you got to lose? I just think go for it. And but when you do sign up for that month free, don't bother signing up for business premium. It's like um, an in-between a free account and sales navigator. It's just not worth it. It's a bit cheaper than sales navigator, but it doesn't give you near as anything like the functionality. So okay. sign up for sales navigator, go for the cheapest sales nav option, and then just remember to cancel it before you build for the the next paying month. Mm hmm. And OK, that's good. And so finding the people that we want to connect with. And then, I mean, how do you recommend we uh, we 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 try to connect with with people on LinkedIn? With what I do is that I um, there are different ways of doing it. So you can do a DIY way, which is, you know, you're going to click individually on the person you want to connect with. I always recommend doing a personalized message. I just think, you know, it depends, doesn't it, on how personalised and how bespoke you make your activity. Um, if it's that you have a very small audience that can buy from you, you want to do a more account-based marketing approach where you really invest a lot of time in every single individual. Um, because obviously there's very few people in your marketplace that can buy, that will buy from you. Whereas if you've got um, sort of a much bigger marketplace, then you might want to do, I mean, I always advocate doing a, you know, what your commonalities are. And um, I don't advocate selling in the invitation to connect because that just really puts people off. 
you can use a little bit of an intrigue message within it um and then uh, yeah get that invitation sent uh, typically clients that we do campaigns for them we will get 25 to 55 percent connectivity okay um it really depends on what their sector is and their role is and who they target so that gives you an idea of the, the levels of connectivity I'd say an average that most people get is probably around 20, 25%, but it does vary. And um, should we just jump on LinkedIn tomorrow and try to connect with 5,000 people or uh, we're going <laughs> to be a bit more careful? Yeah, I'd, I'd advise a little bit more caution than that, Rob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and the other thing, of course, is before you do that, is to, you optimise your profile before you do any outreach because that whole you never get a second chance to make a first impression yeah and um, so after you've optimized your profile you then start your outreach uh, if people are doing it manually you know you can invite 20 a day to connect um doing the personalized invitation to connect with it means that you are less likely to get it's called an idk um sort of slap on the wrist from linkedin which is you know when people just they either say that Oh, we're best mates or they just send an anonymized invitation to connect and then you send a note back saying to LinkedIn I don't know this person and um, so I'd advise if you're doing it yourself manually no more than 20 invitations to connect a day and you've got to be methodical you've got to work through that list you know you've mm -hmm. done that search on LinkedIn you've hopefully saved it because you've got the right type of account and then you've got to be methodical with it yeah. Um, we do do a, a campaigns for clients where we will use software that's outside of LinkedIn's user agreement, but it's not a Chrome extension. I don't know if you've heard of things like um, Linked Helper or Meet Leonard or any of those, um, Duck Soup. There's lots of Chrome extensions, but they're detectable by LinkedIn and they will get your account restricted. So we don't use anything like that. We use very intelligent software that mimics a human. Um, so it's just really important if you're looking at an automated or a software route is to check out what is it going to get my account restricted because either it's detectable or I'm going balmy and doing the, well, let's do 5,000 people to invite to connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's just different horses for courses. It depends you know, are you a very methodical person and you're quite happy to sit with a spreadsheet or, you know, manually work through how big is your audience? So if you've got thousands of potential buyers and you're doing it manually, you're only going to get through 20 a day. So and so it's just balancing which is more important for you. Is it doing, you know, having on the face of it a cheaper option by doing it yourself? or it's the cost of the lost opportunity or the cost of your time in actually doing the manual work. Um, if someone has a really small niche audience where, let's say if you work in an enterprise types of accounts, you know where you get very few customers, but they're worth a lot of money to you, then I would advocate every day of the week only to do manual um, yeah. on LinkedIn. I wouldn't ever advocate doing any automated with them. Mm -hmm. So that's just a little uh, snapshot about um, 
the number two, which is define and find your audience. And do remember that you can also, as well as, as having a prospecting focus to your LinkedIn activity, it's amazing for building referrer and intermediary networks as well. Yeah, no, very good. So to recap then, just so our first way was to work on the profile and then we've just yeah. covered defining and building the network and just the importance of doing that on a consistent basis. Absolutely. Very good. So, so number three, Sarah? Um, this is content and messaging that raises awareness and converts to contact and inquiries. So with LinkedIn, um, it's important to put really good quality content out there. And um, I view things like the um, your personal profile and your company page and the content that you put out there. It's the way that you broadcast, isn't it? It's your sort of push strategy on LinkedIn. And what I've got, Rob, are just um, it's a little content mini checklist. So, okay, mm -hmm. if I go through that. Yeah, one. great. So you can obviously use things like short and long form posts. This is on your home page. Um, and you've got with those posts, when you um, go into Compose It, you can actually, you've got 1300 characters to play with. So it's quite, you know, a lot of text. And there's a way of doing it where, you know, you get people to press the read more bit, you know, and then it reveals the whole post. Mm -hmm. You can also do articles, documents, and a variety of media. So for example, imagery, video. I do advocate an 80-20 split. So 80% being that thought leadership added value and just 20% of promotional um, content. If you just sell, 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 people will disconnect and they won't follow you. Um, I believe that great content should contain the three Ps, which is professionalism, purpose, and personality. And you can also ask for engagement, for example, via comment and share requests. You can add relevant hashtags, which helps your audience find your content. And do things like name check key influencers so that your content gets a wider viewer um, ship. And of course, it's important to monitor and measure to see what pulls interactions and views. Um, it's, it's been really interesting, actually, because uh, it, it's just getting a, a grasp of obviously there used to be key times that you would post on LinkedIn, key days and key times to get the best views. But it's, it's just, I'm just finding stats at the moment to see what's changed now that we're in lockdown. Has there been any difference in what that is? So it's going to be interesting to uh, yeah, find out more about that. But in the meantime, just keep a look on, you obviously know with posts how many views, likes, comments, and just keep a check on it and do an assessment of what's really pulled for you in terms of that type of content. Uh, so that's the the content part of it. Um, yeah, and quick, now, quick, oh, can I ask you one quick question on that? Um, so say we've, say, you know, over the last month or whatever, maybe we posted once a day and we, we found something that just got a really good uh, level yeah. of engagement with people. Um, can we just repeat that? I mean, yeah, yeah, we can just, well, there's, yeah, no, there's no real issue with that. No, no, you can just repeat it. Um, you can also republish an article. And um, the other thing that you can do, and this brings me on to my, my next point, actually, that was so that was so slick, Rob, because you didn't even know I was coming out. I didn't, no, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, just bringing me on to my next point, which is about messaging. So 
it's really important to have good content or great content on LinkedIn. But obviously, you're reliant on your audience being on LinkedIn to see it, aren't you? Because if yeah. they're not on the platform, unless you like name check them, they're not actually going to see your content. So um, what I advocate, as well as doing the content and all of that and getting your audience, I advocate a messaging process. And that's because this is the, the push part of your LinkedIn strategy. Because if you message someone, it doesn't matter if they're on LinkedIn or not, because they'll still get your message. Because Obviously, they get, um, you know, an email into their normal inbox, don't they? So what I put together is a little mini messaging mini checklist. And I'll go through that now. Yeah, great. So what I normally do is um, advocate the KLT factor. And that's the messaging should build the all important no like trust. Because until someone knows, likes and trusts you, they're generally not going to buy from you anyway. Um, I think there's a slight variant I'd say to that, and that's if you've got um, a product or a service that's particularly relevant to the market right now, and I've got a couple of clients that have got this, to do a sort of a first, once someone's connected, a first message, say, look, I would never normally do this, but I know that this is probably a massive problem for you right now because, and this is how I can help, should we hop on a call? That's an example of a way that, you know, in these extreme circumstances, you can go in pretty much with a sales call to action. Normally, I advocate more of a relationship building sequence. Um, you can obviously tailor the sequences that you send to different segments. So as we know, the more tailored the message, the greater the success of the message. Um, I do advocate using the recipient's name within the message and also keeping them short, you know, what you would actually normally say to someone and using mainly you and your pronoun, pronouns rather than I and we. Uh, the audience is just a lot more engaged. Um, within messaging, you can put text, video, images, you can put an attachment, uh, hyperlinks, and we have found a way of doing voicemails even if you're using um, automated messaging or if you are in the full LinkedIn app. Um, and then, of course, there's putting a compelling call to action in and, uh, and just monitoring, you know, if you're using a sort of messaging sequence that isn't getting traction, then change it. So that was the, the third free way that I wanted. And it's to share and it is free to send messages you don't need to pay for linkedin's in mail service which is a one-to-one -one or one-to-many messaging you get free messages as long as you're connected with someone and there are other ways to send messages for free as well so it doesn't need to cost you a bean and and briefly i mean in terms of building the relationship you what you might be you know, pushing them off to some useful content or something and yeah, maybe it, doing this, I don't know, what, once a week, once every couple of weeks? Or how do you, how do you look at that? Oh, it really varies, on, again, on audience. So um, LinkedIn, it's not like, you know, with some email marketing, people will send emails daily. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't advocate that on LinkedIn. It would just alienate your audience. 
it, and especially if you're marketing to more corporates. Mm-hmm. So I'd say maybe you have the odd occasion where you'll do a message quickly, say three days you send a message after the first one. But normally I'd advocate every couple of weeks because it, it would just annoy people if you have a high frequency of messaging on LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think we're, we're just coming on to the fourth and final freeway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've done, we've done work. Number one was work on your profile. Number two yeah. was, was define and build your network consistently. Number three, which we've just covered was your content and messaging strategy. So yeah. yeah, number four, talk to us. Well, this is a sort of best kept secret on LinkedIn and it's an events feature and you can access this on the main LinkedIn site or on your app actually. And it's a way of creating events that you can then market to your connections. And um, I did this recently because I did a free webinar and I um, hosted the webinar, promoted it via Eventbrite but I also created it as an event on LinkedIn and it, it definitely got, cause I put a tracking code in so that I knew where my audiences were coming from. And I got um, registrants for the webinar and they actually went on to buy my, my training products um, through the events feature on LinkedIn, which is absolutely free regardless of what type of LinkedIn account you have. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, as you say, I didn't actually know this was an option. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a little workaround because at the moment, I think LinkedIn needs to look at this. It's got it that you have to put a location for the event because obviously it was pre-lockdown. Mm-hmm. But there's a little workaround that you can do that you can make it an online virtual event. So if you've got something like a webinar that you want to promote, or even if it's the start of, say, if you're doing um, a one-to-many mastermind, and that's paid for you can still use this event feature and you just push it to um an eventbrite page that's a paid for event for example okay okay and um yeah as i say this is this is kind of uh, news to me i wasn't aware this was was an option really so um yeah it's it's, uh, when you in the full site if you look on your home page and then you cursor down it's in the column on the left okay um so just yeah take take a peek at it and uh it definitely i i it worked for me because i tracked where they were coming from that were the registrants that were being pushed to my eventbrite page okay really good all right um anything else on events sarah uh, that's it really rob mm-hmm. i just wanted to just highlight that one feature because mm-hmm. Hardly anyone's using it. And I just think most people don't know it's there. Yeah, no, it's a good option. So, so to recap, so we, we looked at doing the, doing our profile and you gave a lot of good tips on that. And then second was defining and building the network. Three was working on your content and messaging. And fourth was looking at the events feature and seeing how you can use that as well. Yeah, that's really good. So, um, so to wrap up then, Sarah, so we, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. It's been really good. So if, if listeners um, took one piece of advice away or, uh, you know, what would that be? Or is there one action they could take right now to make a start with this? What would you say? Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. I'd say have a look at your headline. That's the mm-hmm. bit under your name and your profile picture and make your profile prospect centric. So write it from the point of view of what your prospect needs to 
hear from you and see from you to want to get in touch with you and to even find you in the first place. Very good. Where's the best place for people to get more from you, Sarah, if they would like to? Yeah, um, obviously there's my LinkedIn profile, Rob. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you put in um, the Sarah Hughes or just Sarah Hughes into your LinkedIn search bar, I generally come up first. Um, and then I've got my website, which is boostbusinessgrowth.co.uk. Um, and then I've also got things like um, one of the uh, one of the first actions I took when obviously because LinkedIn is a networking platform when we all went into lockdown was I developed an online course and a complete toolkit called how to generate leads in lockdown and beyond. Um, and it, and it just for the first time in the 11 years that I've been doing this, it's the first time that I've actually shared, you know, I've, I've sort of unlocked the vault on all of the things that I do. Um, and it's a series of four lots of step by step. It's recorded webinars. So they're like video tutorials um, that last 60 to 90 minutes. And then it's supplemented with um, templates, cheat sheets, you know, what to write in your messaging, all these different guides that show you what you need to do step by step. Um, so they can also, uh, if anyone would like to take a look at that, um, there is, I think we're going to put a link. Uh, if you go to boostbusinessgrowth.co.uk and you look at services and it's I think it's the first option within services uh, so you can also go and uh, have a look at that and it shows you what you access within that online course yeah so go and check that out and we'll also um, we'll include that in the uh, in the show notes on the show as well if that uh, oh, that'll be great make, makes it easier for people and um, but also your your site again Sarah so it's uh, it's boostbusinessgrowth.co.uk. Do I have that right? Uh, that is, yes, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, okay. And then the, the forward slash is just generate leads, and that's L-E-A-D-S, which is the the, the training program. So, uh, but I think we'll put that in the link anyway, won't we, Rob? We will. We'll certainly, we'll certainly link to it. And, um, yeah, so one way or another, they should be able to, uh, to, to get there and find that. Yeah, excellent. Oh, well, I'm glad it's been really useful. I love sharing practical content. Yes, it has been really practical and it's been great. So, so thank you so much. And, um, and, you know, listeners do go and check out Sarah's website, check out the course. Um, and so it just remains for me to say, Sarah, thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you about this. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, Rob. Hey, it's Rob again. Want to build a successful online business from your expertise? Well, the game has changed. There are bigger opportunities, but also bigger pitfalls than ever before. And I would hate for you to waste years figuring these things out for yourself. Now, as a listener to this show, you're obviously a sensible person, right? So here's my invitation to you. Apply to jump on a call with me in the next few days and let's talk about you. You will get feedback on your ideas. You will get a product concept that is fit for right now and you will get a personalized sales and income plan to take away. That is free, but availability is limited. So please go along right now to chatwithrob.com. That is chatwithrob.com. Do that now. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Once again, that is chatwithrob.com. Talk to you soon.